Greetings gamers and welcome back for yet another episode of the G3 Podcast. Here for a solo show, it is none other than... Your boy known as Ice on All Things Gaming and Social Media here on Gaming's Greatest Generation Podcast for episode 98. That is 9-8. We are so close to that 100 mark. Uh, that being said, I really wish I could be more celebratory. However, uh, if you guys have been paying any attention to the news, you got a lot of stuff going on over there. Uh, a lot of internal conflicts going on in the Middle East, particularly uh, between Israel and the Palestinians. Uh, we're not going to get deep into it on this show because this is one of those that gets kind of weird because uh, some people can see things differently. Uh, nevertheless, let's just say that we here at G3 are always against conflict. We're always against violence uh, and always in favor of humans being treated with decency and respect. And we're very sorry. Uh, our hearts and our souls go out to those who uh, have experienced deep loss. You know, we're talking loss into the hundreds over there. Um, but again, I don't want to keep it on such a somber note because we are here to celebrate things of games. Uh, just know that you know, we're constantly thinking about everybody in, across the world that is coming into harm's way and uh, going through some times of strife. That being said, uh, let's get into it with uh, something that may be a little more cheerful, but may in and of itself be a source of strife for some folks. Is Disney looking to acquire EA? Well, if you've been paying attention to certain news sources, uh, ours being Destructoid, uh, that may be a possibility, however slim. Uh, basically, what it looks like is, uh, if you've been paying attention to the business world, Disney seems to be going through a little bit of hardship right now. They're trying to go ahead and the uh, streaming platform, Disney Plus, is not doing as great as it could be, um, You know, losing subscribers. And I don't know if a lot of that is... Uh, part and parcel to the fact of whatever they're doing with the actual streaming service, so much as the economy and folks are actually feeling it a lot more as we continue to drive on with economic, uh, you know, economic troubles for everybody kind of across the board. Um, nevertheless, some insiders have gone ahead and reported that folks inside Disney have brought this up to uh, Bob Iger, who came back a few months ago as the CEO of Disney. And Iger is not super keen on the idea. However, something that really, from a gaming perspective, seems almost too good to be true would be that EA has been brought up as a potential target for acquisition. Uh, a number of reasons there, but I mean, just looking at it from a gaming perspective, they have been decently successful with the last few Star Wars franchise titles, that being uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You've got Battlefield, or excuse me, Battlefront 2, um, and then you've got a couple other titles, Star Wars Squadrons, that, you know, have seen at least mediocre, if not better, towards the good side. Uh, type of reception both from critics and from consumers alike and so when you go ahead and you think about Disney also owning Marvel it creates some some opportunities there you've got one of EA Studios that's currently working on uh, the uh, Black Panther game and so there's a lot of potential door opening opportunities here and let's be frank too EA 
um, ha- has been out of the limelight for a little bit in so far as being the worst company in gaming uh, because a lot of the stuff regarding sexual misconduct or what have you with Activision Blizzard, um, which we'll talk about them here later on in the show, at least my hope personally is that this actually does happen. And so consolidation is an absolute monster. I don't think anybody really wishes for consolidation, but if it means better things overall. I've seen uh, in my time in gaming a lot of great studios go ahead and get shut down under the watchful eye of EA. Um, You know, I I could name like three or four off the top of my head, um, but we won't go into detail on that. And yes, those kind of things have to happen here and there. But I don't think, you know, when you look at it from other perspectives, you don't hear about Disney going ahead and shutting down portions of its parks. You don't hear about Disney going ahead and shutting down movie studios. They go ahead and they try through the tough times. And when we're talking about major company like Disney acquiring an EA, it gives a lot more of that opportunity, I think, um, to buffer out some of the portfolio. And now you're also talking the potential with uh, ESPN, another aspect of uh, Disney that could better coordinate and, and deal with licensing and whatnot for EA games, uh, EA sports, you know, sub franchise. And I think it just really, really would be an awesome opportunity and money left on the table if they weren't to do that. Um, that being said, I won't go too much more into detail because I'm sure uh, nobody is super excited for another consolidation talk right around the corner. Uh, but we'll go ahead and we'll keep an eye and an ear to the ground to see what happens with this one. Uh, we'll also have to keep an eye out to hear what happens with Pete Hines. Uh, Pete Hines, the uh, what? what is he technically? I think he's the corporate vice president or something of that nature for Bethesda. Uh, went ahead and recently announced uh, via Twitter, X, whatever you want to go by nowadays, um, that he was going ahead and retiring. So... Uh, Pete said, and forgive me, I'm not going to put the text up on there, but uh, I'll read it in brief. Uh, After 24 years, I have decided my time at Bethesda Softworks have come to an end. I am retiring and will begin an exciting new chapter of my life, exploring interests and passions, donating my time where I can, and taking more time to enjoy life. This was not a decision I came to easily or quickly, but after an amazing career, culminating in the incredible launch of Starfield, it feels like the time is right. This is certainly not goodbye by any means. My love of Bethesda and his people has never wavered, and I will never stop being part of this incredible incredible community we have grown. Thank you to the hundreds and thousands of fans I've gotten to meet and talk to over the last 24 years. Your energy, creativity, and support has been such a big part of my journey. I look forward to experiencing the next part of the adventure alongside you. Working with the amazing people, teams, and studios at Bethesda has been the greatest experience of my life. I am incredibly proud of everything we have done together, and I'm genuinely excited to see the amazing things they will create next. Love you guys, Pete. So it's it's pretty you know prominent of a career when we're talking about 24 years, and Pete Hines, you could just Google Pete Hines. I had to find this picture specifically because I really, really liked it. Um, but I mean, the dude is, has been everywhere when it comes to Bethesda. Um, you know, he's been uh, at QuakeCon time and time again. He's been through a lot of these fan events. He's been very vocal with the fans. And you're talking about somebody who has been in PR in the community space for 24 years. 
Um, it is very, um, you know, it, it, it's with a, a frown that we, you know, bittersweet uh, thoughts and, and sentiments that we go ahead and we say congrats to Pete on his uh, going ahead and stepping away from the industry. And he will be missed. That's the least I can I can say about it. Um, moving on to probably the biggest news of, of last week, if you guys caught it. And I, I personally don't know if this helped trigger Pete's, uh, you know, departure from Bethesda. Uh, but it is official. It is finally official. On Friday, uh, the decree was made this past Friday, October 13th of all days. Uh, the decree was made that the ABK acquisition is done. It is complete. Uh, Activision, Blizzard, and King are now officially part of the Xbox community. And so um, they went ahead and they took time to go ahead and produce this little video um, I do want to go ahead and show the video and we're going to kind of do a little bit of talk over just if you haven't seen this yet you got to watch it like on YouTube on a big screen like it, it they hit the right mark in my mind um, especially presentation wise which is like it's Microsoft I would really hope that you would um, but let's just watch it together and I might pipe in some things here and there. So they start with this like oldies, like 1950s kind of music. And they keep talking about Golden Halo coming forward. Obviously it's a it's a you know a, a good omen for things to come. And we see some blending of all the different franchises. You got Flight Simulator, Forza, Tony Hawk, Sea of Thieves, Diablo. Previously we had Call of Duty and Halo. Um Obviously, they want you to to understand like uh, ABK is coming home, as they want to call it, um, and it, yeah, I don't know. Feel good, bad, or indifferent? How you want about this? Um, do I think ABK was <laughs> and from the? Uh, uh, I think that was a Warhammer <laughs> remark saying it's about time. Like, yeah, or excuse me, StarCraft. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely about time. All of this brings home the sentiment of ABK finally coming home, if you will. It's a kind of a homecoming type deal. And again, good, bad, or indifferent if you like this. Like, you've got to get hyped by this kind of trailer. Um, unless, of course, you are you know, a plastic warrior and you feel like you're missing out on something and there probably will honestly be some things lost, but that's, uh, that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, it is nevertheless, let's, let's just keep on going with, with what the point I was trying to make the point I was trying to make was, uh, Xbox is now welcoming in all these different franchises. And when I say all these different franchises, just to, go through some of them here uh but, 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 forgive me because i got a lot of this stuff going on in the background um 14 studios right so abk and and this is this is this will lead into some of the points that i want to make about the games industry and competition and whatever going forward later on in the episode 14 different studios are now being added into 
Xbox. And, and you may not think of these very often as a lot of these, let's be frank, a lot of these are support studios. Um, you got the heavy hitters like Activision, uh, you got Treyarch, Raven, High Moon, Infinity Ward, Binox, uh, Sledgehammer's in there. Uh, Blizzard itself has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different Blizzard studios that, that form the family that is Blizzard. Uh, you've got King. King, you know, is kind of pushed out there in the corner by itself, but don't you know, don't get confused by any stretch of the imagination. King is a monster in its own right. And there's something, uh, I can't remember what the number was, nine or 11 different, um, nine, let's see, let's see, let's see, 11 different game studios all by itself. Um, heavy, heavy into the mobile world that Xbox was really making, supposedly making this move forward to begin with. Um, so this is a big deal. And it goes on to highlight uh, some of the major temple franchises that Xbox is now in control over. And when we talk about some of these franchises, for those that aren't, you know, watching here on YouTube, um, which for those of you that are watching, please feel free to continue, like, and subscribe, and share this stuff. Um, you know, we're talking some of the stuff that was previous to Xbox. And mind you, oh man, I'll make my, my points here in a second. Uh, but you got 343, you got the whole blizzard you know franchise of family that's coming in uh and when we talk about some of these franchises you're talking about diablo you're talking about starcraft world of warcraft um you've got overwatch um i mean now you've got uh, other mascots there there's something else right when we're talking the general gamer um uh, the casual gamer what do they identify with they identify for longest time mascots in association with platforms so now uh, you've got Crash Bandicoot, you've got Spyro the Dragon, you've got just about everybody who, you know, Ghost and Price who fall under the Call of Duty. Um, all of those mascots, all those visual references, those, those um, figures that inspire a sense of imagination and, and a memory that you had with a game previously uh, or something you aspire to see more of in the future now falls under this wheelhouse. But... I'll say there's a catch-22 here, right? And let me let me go ahead and, and break this down. I wanted to do this, and we'll see. Like I said, I'm playing with it a little more.
I, why do I bring this up? I bring this up because there's been a lot of banter. I'm going to take these off again. There's been a lot of banter uh, from folks mainly wearing blue that go ahead and say all these things about Xbox. And it's been, um, as a fan of all sides of gaming, it's been something that I think has been uh, a little one-sided. And it's been unfortunate because rather than focus on what really matters, that being the games, um, people were really just console warring and doing, you know, whatever because they felt a sense of uh, achievement or, or whatever. Like, here we go, kind of like you cheering on your sports team, right? You want your sports team to be the greatest and, and do great things. But there are some times when you know they're not doing so great, but we don't want to look at that. And, and I feel like that's what we've been in partially on Xbox side, but yet you've had Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, go ahead and say, hey, yeah, we could have done better, et cetera, et cetera. And now they are. And on the opposite side of the house, be a PlayStation, there's been a lot of hooting, hollering, clamoring. Xbox has no games, but now, uh, let me go back. how heartfelt I mean this. I don't see 
all of those employees staying on. I just don't. That is just the practicality of it. If I have PR people in Xbox and I have PR people in Bethesda and I have PR people in um, over here in ABK, why do I need all those people? Unless literally they do like a manpower study and they figure out, hey, we need all that, right? Now multiply that from the PR side to the research and development to the QA to everything like that. From my limited experience in game development, um, you don't need the same person to do the same thing in a different room of the office, right? You can have that one person kind of migrate. So I get very concerned about what this is going to mean for the people. That being said, as again, not trying to fanboy out here, but as much as people want to say one way or another, Microsoft has hands down been identified as one of the best places to work, one of the best companies to work for. So I say that going back to the whole EA and ABK, like which company's worst kind of thing, ABK has been in the light in a very bad way over the past year, year and a half with sexual assault allegations, uh, workplace, you know, harassment, discrimination. These are things that shouldn't exist in 2023, especially in a place where all the diversity and inclusiveness comes out and gets materialized into these great imaginative things that are games. And I hope, and I, I, I hope and I really pray that at the end of all of this, the number one thing that comes out of this isn't more things on Game Pass, isn't more uh, opportunity for one side to go ahead and poke fun at the other side when it comes to the, you know, the console war. It's that the people that have dedicated time, their energy, portions of their lives to going ahead and making these games are still taken care of at the end of the day. I don't know what that looks like, but that's the part that I grow a little bit concerned with, right? Um and so just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not trying to be, you know, super uh, negative Nancy about it, but it's just, man, it, it, it concerns me. I'll just say that. Uh, and, and moving into the other big segment. So now it's safe to say um, <laughs> when I go back and I'm, I'm going to do it.
like this. I don't know where the idea for the PlayStation Portal came from. I don't know, and I'm not going to, you know, harp on the point too much. Um, going ahead and, and watching their their nifty video piece here as we, as we go ahead and we flow right into it. I think, I think it's nifty tech, okay? I'll, I'll give it that. It's, hey, play your PlayStation in your hands, 1080p, uh, the latest games, whatever you have uh, in your library on your PS5. You gotta have a PS5, uh, and you gotta go ahead and have whatever these games are in your library. So, presumably, if you're talking about the latest and greatest, you're paying that $70 price point for whatever the game is. Oh, by the way, um, oops, hold on. Sorry, my stuff just went kind of, kind of crazy here. Um, oh, by the way, that PlayStation Portal. Again, you have to have the five hundred dollar um, console. You have to have, and we'll talk about the price here in a second. You have to buy this two hundred dollar piece of tech. Oh, if you're gonna go ahead and you're going to, um, I think I took that video out. If you're gonna go ahead and use earbuds, you gotta use Sony's proprietary earbuds that I don't remember. I wanna say they were like $150. Like, I say all this because I'm growing concerned and I'm growing concerned because I'm starting to see, and I had a whole, I'm not gonna go completely down the rabbit hole on this one because um, I had to talk with some of the crew and they're, they're concerned that I'm basically like building a hit piece and I don't think I'm building a hit piece if you listen to where I'm coming from. Do you guys remember PlayStation Home? Yeah, I barely do too. Because that was a, a come and gone feature that was in PlayStation 3, where it was a nice social space. I tried to have a video on here, but apparently there's like very few videos, um, at least that I found on uh, PlayStation Home out there online. But it was this nice social space where everybody that was... Uh, in PlayStation Online could go ahead and visit and you could have all these cool accolades and stuff like that. And I wonder to myself, well, where is that? As a PlayStation gamer, when I hop on my PlayStation, I'm pretty much hopping on for one purpose and that it, well, maybe one or two purposes. Um, eh, okay, I'll give you three. One, to play the hottest PlayStation exclusive titles. Two, to go ahead and check out what the hottest PlayStation exclusive titles are and if I can catch any on sale. And three, because I am a PlayStation Plus subscriber, to see what's been added or what's new on PlayStation Plus. I don't think about community when I think about PlayStation. I don't really think about other gamers that I could share time with or experiences with when I'm on PlayStation. And I think that is PlayStation's fault. I say that gracefully and I try to say that respectfully to PlayStation because I do love PlayStation as a brand but I don't think outside of like a multiplayer match I don't think they really care about you as a gamer connecting with other gamers um, the way that they do care is what we're hearing about now with something more like more than 10 live service games that are being and I had a couple images in here and I didn't want to really you know, go into it, unfortunately. Did I have something else to show? No, unfortunately. Um, you know, PlayStation going ahead and talking about more than 10 live service games. Remember how I said Game Pass is going to force a reaction? Maybe not Game Pass in this particular sense, but think Minecraft. 
Think Fortnite. Think Roblox. These major money-generating machines are forcing the hands of everybody to go ahead and try to do this. One might argue that PlayStation has been a little late to the game in this front because they've stuck with what's comfortable, the blockbusters, which is fine because they are incredible, um, but they haven't really delved much aside from maybe like Call of Duty into the multiplayer space. And now Call of Duty being over on the Xbox side of the house, yes, there's agreements that you're still going to have Call of Duty uh, on PlayStation for the foreseeable future, but PlayStation is not going to see the same bang for buck out of that that they previously did. Here we're talking about over 10 live service games that are coming. I, as a gamer of you know over 30 years, I hear live service, I think you want my money. You don't want me to play, you don't want me to enjoy, you want my money. Now, everybody's mileage may vary when it comes to games as a service and live service games, so I'm not gonna, you know, harp on that point too much but i think it's all in the execution right you can go ahead fortnite wasn't wasn't hidden in the very beginning and now it is an absolute monster and is something that is continuing uh, continuing to fuel epic games and all their myriad of ambitions uh you go ahead and you look at something like um playstation and so far they've gone ahead and announced uh let's see fair games from haven studios uh, Hell Diver, Hell Divers Two from Arrowhead Studios, Marathon from Bungie, and Concora, which we still don't know exactly what that is, from Firewalk Studios. That's all we know about PlayStation's live service announcements. And again, just my take. I will probably give all of these a try, and I can comfortably say from what I'd seen of just the trailer without even gameplay, there's probably two of them that I'm going to dig at all. Maybe one solidly. And I don't want to say which ones because I don't want to start forecasting. But um, I think PlayStation needs to focus on the games, right? And so I go back to the PlayStation portal and I ask questions like, who is this for? Cool, you have to be, again... You have to own a PS5. You have to be on your own Wi-Fi. You have to have the games in your library. Who is this for? This is not for me. This is for somebody. Probably the PlayStation whale out there. I think I'm I'm like mediocre whale, right? Um, the PlayStation diehard whales that will go ahead and do this. I don't know how much this is going to sell. I hope it sells quite a few units for them, quite a few million units for them. But I don't know who it's going to be for. Uh, and I would just love when we go ahead and I would just love for PlayStation to focus on the games. I like when they get creative, but their creative ventures in hardware, I don't want to say never. They seldom go very far in as far as selling units, giving them the kind of critical acclaim uh, and financial success that they look for, right? This is a little bit of critique, a little bit of like refocusing and hoping you'll, you'll see the message at the end. Um, I've tried to rehearse it in my head a couple times, so just bear with me. Um, when you go ahead and you have things like, and this kind of reiterates my point, when you have things like uh, leaks of Naughty Dog developers citing Last of Us 2 remastered on their LinkedIn page, which is, this is, you know, I'm getting this from Video Game Chronicles. Um, 
That's not what we want to see. I think I can comfortably say that's not what we want to see. We don't want to see a remaster after remaster after remaster. We don't, a remake is questionable, right? Something like a Demon's Souls, that is dope. Let, let's get more of those. But like, don't sit there and go, well, we had some critical success with that, so let's do a remaster. That's not what the gamer wants to see. I would argue the gamer wants to see a PlayStation Home comeback. And PlayStation, listen to me. You're halfway there. You've got PlayStation Stars with all these like, you know, halfway decent collectibles. What do I care about these collectibles if there's nowhere for me to show it except on my phone to myself? What is the point of that? Right? Um, this would be a perfect opportunity for you to show how diehard of a PlayStation fan. Tell me if I'm wrong. For you to show how diehard of a PlayStation fan you were if you had, you know, shelving on this, you know, apartment, if you will, or home or whatever you want in PlayStation Home. Let's just say it's a home to show how monumental your achievements have been. And then just throw in some stuff, you know, kind of like Xbox did before with the, the avatars or whatnot. Not avatars. Yeah, something like that, where you went ahead and you get a platinum. Don't just don't just celebrate that, hey, I got a platinum and I'm part of this percent. Give me a collectible. Give me a collectible. Let me showcase that. This is the type of thing that will draw community together because it's not just me going into a Call of Duty match, F this, F that, you know, dropping a few bombs and then going ahead and walking away going, ooh, that was fun. Did I get some experiences? Sure. Did I have any type of bonding or community growth out of that? Arguably not, right? Um, so you're developing all these little things part and parcel, and I would love to see it all come together more. And I say come together more. Let's talk about some, some more of the innovation that I think PlayStation is just killing it on. Um, the access controller. I am hyped. I, I think I will actually buy an access controller, right? And I'm going to say this not to play sides. I did not buy a... Uh, Xbox um, accessibility controller because it didn't speak to me. It spoke to me in the sense of, you know, I, I had a, a, a tear shed when I was watching that trailer. When I watched this trailer, it's not so much, I definitely feel for and am an advocate for accessibility for people of all backgrounds, abilities, disabilities, handicaps what have you to get into gaming gaming is an amazing medium i think we've talked about it enough here on the show i hope i've talked about it uh, to the rooftops that i want everybody to play the games that they want to play how they want to play it and i think this controller is an awesome step in that direction um for playstation fans specifically to go ahead and get to play some of these great games um i further say this is a controller I could see myself using. Like I said, the, the Xbox side of the house, the accessibility controller didn't really speak to me. This thing, there's so much engineering, so much thought, so much creativity put into it. Um, I think I wanna get my hands on this controller because of the um, opportunities that it's gonna present. Like that, correct me if I'm wrong, that looks like a dope fighting game, fight stick, companion type thing right companion type controller or fight stick like controller um i would love to to get my hands on that and try street fighter 5 street fighter 6 
um, maybe in the Mortal Kombat's and see how that pairs. Um, what is upsetting is when we go ahead and we have um, certain other moves that I don't think were forced. Um, and you guys are going to get to know what I'm talking about here in a second. Um, there's just no other way to say it. So let's, let's just get into it. The other big piece of news that came out not too, too long ago, um, was this announcement for the new PS5 console. Um, why dude, did you seriously... Oh my God, did I seriously forget to include? No way, no way. Okay guys, this is gonna be really weird. Please like ignore this if you see uh, <laughs> what's going on here in the background. I don't know how I missed this, um, but I basically had uh, something that I was adding for you guys to see. And I'm gonna try and do this on the fly because I really wanna drive home this point i'm so sorry if uh you're hearing a whole lot of clicks and stuff in the background because i'm trying to i don't know how i didn't have that included um this is gonna be real janky but you know what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll with it f it we're going live as the kids like to say right i don't think anybody says that anymore um bah, 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 bah. just give me one mississippi two mississippi um Cool. So I think when there is innovation on the PlayStation side of the house, I like it. I really do like it in general. What I don't like is this. And I say this because, you know, we just saw the uh, PlayStation, the new PlayStation. They're not calling it the PlayStation Slim. This is the refresh that everyone had kind of been, had seen the rumors about, seen leaks about, seen even pictures about. And now you're talking about it is essentially the same product. Let's just be frank, right? Let me, let me go through some of the specs here. Don't mind the numbers on the screen just yet because I want to get to that. Um, cool. So your new PlayStation 5. Uh, is reduced in volume by more than 30%, weighing 18% uh, less and 24%, um, depending on you know the digital versus the disc version, uh, 18 and 24% less weight than the previous editions. That said, you now have what is essentially a PlayStation Digital Edition, period, um, with the opportunity to go ahead and add on a Blu-ray disk drive. Um, and both consoles are coming with a one terabyte hard drive up from, what is it, 825, 850 that they had in the previous. Here's my beef, right? This is probably, minus the whole detachable console thing, this is probably... A, the one terabyte is what we should have had to begin with, in my opinion, right? And and somebody tried to make accusations that I didn't feel the same way about the Xbox Series X, ref or excuse me, Xbox Series S 
that new black edition that they came out with with the one terabyte. I 100% did. I 100% said that uh, the hard drive that was in the Xbox Series S was a mistake. I thought, you know, if anything, it was based for the casual, super casual gamer, not the hardcore by any stretch. And I think Xbox reacted to the outcry and went ahead and said, hey, here's what you've been asking for. It's a one terabyte in that small form factor. I don't know of anybody that was asking for PlayStation, oh, hey, give me a detachable Blu-ray drive. I don't know of anybody that was saying, hey, PlayStation, you know those side covers that you just came out with new colors for, like the new Earth Tones or whatever they were? literally like a month ago yeah do me a favor just like forget those i want to buy more stuff and i feel like if now let's go ahead and take a look at the numbers um you're basically looking at and now i have to pull up the freaking thing so i can see it myself um now you are looking at a playstation that is telling you in order to get this, this is they're not calling it a slim, guys. This is the same thing. They're going to be taking out, presumably, going to be taking out the original 2020 version out of uh, circulation and putting in this version, right? And when you look at it, I feel bad for anybody outside the U.S. because not only did PlayStation hike the prices of the PS5 before, this new version does you no favors. But let, let's look at this. You tell me. I'm not trying to do a hit piece. You as the consumer tell me if this makes sense. So we've reduced the size. We've reduced the weight. Fantastic. Those are things that gamers were asking for. We've increased the hard drive space. I think that's okay. I think that's a good move. But with those reductions, which on PlayStation, let's... let's Let's be 100% clear. On PlayStation's manufacturing front, they are saving money on this, right? The 2020 version of the PS5, $500. This new version, the disc version, this new version, $500. Even playing field, you're not losing anything. I personally think it looks a little uglier. I kind of like the, now it's kind of grown on me, the weird like beluga I call it the beluga, like the, the, the smooth transition. This is a very not smooth transition for this Blu-ray drive. Um, but if you're in any other region, that price is, you know, it, it's probably pretty heavy. I, I can't measure it because I, I work in U.S. dollars. The digital version, in 2020, that version would cost you uh, 300 I don't think that makes sense. I must have messed up something there. Cost you $400. I don't know why. Don't mind whatever price I have listed there. Apologies. Cost you $400 US. Um, yeah, I had a typo in there. $400 US and same thing in uh, euros, 400 euros and it goes down. The 2023 version costs you 450 Riddle me this, Batman. In 2020... The digital version cost me four hundred dollars, and in twenty twenty three, the digital version cost me four fifty. And oh, by the way, you're telling me if I wanted to, 
I could go ahead and add on that Blu-ray drive for how much did we say the Blu-ray drive was going to cost? Why am I thinking eighty dollars? Uh, bup, 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 bup. Yep, the Blu-ray drive is going to be eighty dollars US, one hundred and twenty euro, uh, hundred pounds, and around twelve hundred yen. So not only am I going ahead and I'm paying $50 more than I would have three years ago, but now you're going to also give me the option to add Blu-ray for $80. I don't understand. Like the, the yeah, it just does not compute. It does not compute. And, and I think if you're looking at these numbers, you will agree. Uh, that being said, this is a little bit, a lot of people were hyped about this and I'm not the only one that's kind of disappointed by this piece. Um, and I hope if you're a PlayStation gamer, you were able to be an early adopter and get your PS5 because um, let's just face it, getting the new stuff. If you're going PS5 for PS5, disc for disc, you're fine. As long as you're in the US. If you're in any other region, you're going to feel the burn. Um, financially, that is. If you're going for the digital edition, um, don't. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a, in a rude way. I'm just thinking from a consumer standpoint, just don't. Like, if you can get a hold of the the original 2020 version, do that for $400. That's probably your absolute best deal overall. If you're moved, if you're completely moved into the digital space, if not, um, I hope you get. You know, you've had the previous one or you can get this uh, new one. That said, by the way, uh, the picture, how those are stood up right now, you can't do that without going ahead and buying a $30 stand. What are we doing? Just about every PlayStation console that I've owned, I unfortunately never got a PS2. But you could look at the PS3 back there. I had a PS4. I got the PS4 Pro back there. Every PlayStation con and the PS5, every PlayStation console I've ever owned came with the stand. PlayStation, why are you nickel and diming me $30 for a friggin' stand that you previously had included as part of my purchase price? I'm off my pedestal. Uh, I think this is a move in the wrong direction. I don't know what they're doing here. And again, if you're, if you're waiting to get into the PS5, uh, generation, I would highly recommend you do it now before this one comes out um, because things are about to get kind of kind of different. And, and, and let me be optimistic. I would like to see some really cool stuff done, especially now that your side panels are going to be four instead of two. I would really like to see some different design stuff or whatnot. Do I know in my heart of hearts that PlayStation is going to do that? No, I have no idea. I have no idea. But I hope that they'll go ahead and do good with it because I know they're capable of good. And I say that to show this next piece um, where they have finally listened to their fan base and they have announced streaming for PlayStation Plus Premium for the PS5 games, right? Previously, you could only get uh, your, what, PS Classics, basically your PS2, PS3, um, and not even PS4. It was really just your PS1, 2, and 3 games um, to go ahead and, and stream. And I want to... Man, 
and and now they've gone ahead and finally listened to their fan base and brought in that. If you are into the highest tier of their subscription service, which by the way, they also went ahead and raised the prices on earlier this year. But I think it's a move in the right direction. And the stuff that I was seeing on there, streaming in 4K, if you have you know qualified internet or quality internet, I'm really glad to see this. I think that PlayStation is moving in the right direction as far as the subscription stuff. If you're not into that, that's okay. Uh, but just as far as bang for buck and what you're getting out of that premium subscription, everybody was griping and complaining about game trials being hidden behind that highest tier. This is now reinforcing, okay, that price point makes sense, and I would like to see that more. Remember how I talked about forcing reactions, though? Now that Game Pass is that behemoth on the other side of the room, the room that is the gaming ecosystem, I think it should force PlayStation's hand a little bit more. And I've said it before, and nobody likes it for whatever reason, but you got to put your day ones in there. If you're trying to move subscriptions, I, again, being a PlayStation fan, I'm in PS Plus Premium till like 2027 or 28. Why? Because I believe so much in PlayStation and I believe so much in that ecosystem and I don't think that they're going to do me wrong when it comes to their, uh, their blockbusters, which is what I come to them for. But when you're also going ahead and saying, oh, by the way, thank you for, for believing us, but we also need you, you know, F you pay me. That's what I am, as an avid PlayStation gamer and a subscriber, am hearing. F you pay me. I want to get on some of that Spider-Man 2 action. F you pay me. I still have yet. I say I'm a fan and I know I'm going to get some spears. I have yet to play God of War Ragnarok. Because I had some stuff going on and I was hoping that it would be on the subscription service by now. F you pay me. That is what I'm hearing and that doesn't speak to me as a consumer. That doesn't, you know, go ahead and embrace me and say, you know, we want you to be a part of this community. Let's work together. Let's figure something out. You rarely have those kind of first party title, even discounts associated with any of the PlayStation uh, Plus tiers. And I think that's got to change. And I think that will change because PlayStation's hand is going to be forced. I don't want it to be forced. I want it to be on their terms. But I think it's coming. And at the end of the day, this is why being excited about the ABK acquisition is not a bad thing. Because it's going to force change. And change as gamers and consumers is what we need and is what we desire, whether we believe it or not, at the onset. Because it's going to go ahead and force competition, and competition breeds excellence. Listen to some of the, the stuff you hear on the sphere, right? On the Twitter sphere, the Instagram, the Snapchats, whatever, on social. Some people, granted, I think they're a vocal minority, some people are going at each other's throats over which console is better or whatever. Why? Because they're so passionate about the product, and I think because that sense of competition in their mind breeds excellence and again i'm just speaking from my point of view of 30 something years in 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 the gaming world as a gamer having done a little bit of development in qa now as a content creator i'm seeing dollar for dollar spec for spec that's how i see things 
we're not on an even playing field right now. And that's not good, bad, or indifferent. But I think it's going to change, and I think it's going to change for the better. And I'm really looking forward, as a gamer, as I think you all should as well, looking forward to what the future brings. That being said, let's go ahead and get into the last segment of the show, if you're still with me. Our favorite... Release Radar. So, uh, coming out... Dude, this is a banging week. If you guys have not been uh, taking a look at, you know, the uh, Game Informer list. And again, we I'm not like super partial, but Game Informer seems to keep pretty up to date on their stuff. Um, so we've got SpongeBob SquarePants, the, the Cosmic Shake on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles, October 16th. Uh, so today. Uh, Wizard with a Gun on PC, October 16th. Cyber Knights Flashpoint. On PC, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, October 17th. Uh, we've got Mortal Kombat Onslaught on iOS and Android, October 17th. Uh, bop, 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 bop. That's interesting. Mortal Kombat Onslaught. I haven't heard of that one. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, we've got Skull Island Rise of Kong on PS5, 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, October 17th. Sonic Superstars coming out on PS5, 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch and PC, October 17th. Wizard with a Gun on PS5, Xbox Series, consoles, uh, October 17th. Mike Magnola's Hellboy Web of Word um, coming out on PS5, 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch and PC, October 18th. Slender the Arrival on PS5, Xbox Series, consoles, uh, October 18th. Endless Dungeon making its way to PS5. PS4, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC on October 19th. Galactic Civilizations 4, Supernova on PC, October 19th. Gangs of Sherwood, PS5, Xbox Series, PC, October 19th. Gargoyles Remastered, let's effing go. On Xbox Series, uh, PS4, Switch, and PC, October 19th. That's an interesting toss-up of consoles there. Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharge on PS5, 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC October 19th. Overpass 2 on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles as well as PC October 19th. The Seventh Guest VR on PlayStation VR 2, Quest, and PC October 19th. The Gap on PS5, Xbox Series, uh, and PC October 19th. The Jackbox Party Pack 10. Where's Mr. Molem down? On PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch, PC, uh, on October 19th. Ooh, the list keeps on going. Uh, World of Horror on PS5, 4, Switch, and PC, October 19th. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 on PS5, October 20th. And Super Mario Bros. Wonder on Switch, October 20th. Guys. That is a slam pack week with two absolute heavy hitter, dare I say, game of the year nominee titles at the end there. If you, oh man, um, what am I interested in? Let me, let me, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna look up right now Mortal Kombat Onslaught. I'm gonna go ahead and look it up right now while I'm on the show with you guys, try and do multiple things at once. I'm also interested uh, in Skull Island Rise of Kong. That might be kind of interesting. 
I remember the, the King Kong game back in the day. I don't know if this is it. I'll check it out. Uh, Endless Dungeon, I've heard good things in the lead up. Uh, Gargoyles Remastered. Come on, girl. You know I'm, I'm about them remasters, about them old schools. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged. Probably going to touch that at some point with some Hot Wheels. And then I am supremely on the fence, guys. I told you um, PlayStation be like, F you pay me. I mean, Nintendo's the same way. Nintendo's the same way, right? With Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, sorry, I guess I won't do the Mortal Kombat. Oh, well, thank you. It came up right away. Uh, cool. I'm going to check that out later. Um, yeah, th these are some hot titles. I, I went ahead and decided to wear, you know, my Mario's best right now because I am excited for Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I, I think I need to, um, get my hands all up on that one. We will see, um, how that works out because I'm not trying to break the bank this holiday, but there's a lot of stuff I want to play, guys. Uh, and I hope that there's a lot of stuff you want to play too. So what have you been playing? You know, I, I'm going to go ahead and ask that. I'm going to ask that in, in the chat, in the comments and whatnot. Now I'm curious, what have you guys been playing with this crazy onslaught of things uh, that we've had to play and things coming to play? What have I been? I have taken a little bit of a break from Starfield. I got back in State of Decay 2 on Xbox because I really did like that. Um, Wifey and I played some Overcooked 2, some more of that on PlayStation um i need to get back on my switch and mark's gonna give me crap whenever he hears that uh but that being said that's me it's been a lot a lot of work lately and oh by the way we'll be at twitchcon that's right baby uh yours truly is going to be at twitchcon here in las vegas i'm kind of hoping that it will end up being the new headquarters um i know if you are located in california you know that may be an upset to you guys uh but i'm gonna say vegas is cheaper uh, Vegas is built for conventions and screw it. You guys constantly have all the stuff, right? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm going to hopefully get some interviews, uh, that all, I don't know how that's going to pan out. That may be broken down into a couple episodes that may be, cause I want to keep episode hundred special. I'm not exactly sure we, we, I'm, I'm in talks with some folks and we'll see how that all works out, but, uh, we want to bring you guys the best content there is. So once again, please feel like subscribe um let us know i mean if you're interested i won't ask that i'm gonna ask about the gaming thing but let us know if you guys uh would prefer us to go live on twitch you know there's some other podcasts that do that um debating you know we've been debating internally if we want to go live on twitch or youtube um maybe even facebook gaming there's a couple different options out there and obviously some of those terms of service kind of limit us but um we want to start doing this thing live um how many of us are there? We'll see what happens. Uh, I think we still come to you guys with a plethora of things to talk about. Uh, and getting you included in the show is something that, you know, I know I look forward to. So that being said, uh, please just, just let us know that you like this stuff. And like, subscribe, share with your friends, do all that good stuff. Apologies that this is coming out a little uh, later from the weekend, earlier in the week. It took a lot to get this show ready and um the guys and i had different stuff going on over the weekend uh, i'll tell you i even not that anyone cares i left work like an hour and a half late today um because there was so much stuff going on so there's a lot of stuff going on i think everybody's kind of ramping up to get ready for things to cool off during the holidays uh, but that said you, you know what is not cooling off is the smorgasbord of games that we have to play so uh make sure you go ahead and uh 
hug hug your friends, hug your babies, hug your hug your spouses, do all your partners, do all that good stuff, and then get your hands on some games. Like say, hey, I love you, and now go bye bye because I need to play some games because there's just too much to play. That being said, let's bring this one to a close, guys. Episode 98. Uh, feel free to give us a call at 702-690-9292. Phone line is still available for you guys to chime in, and we'll get some fan feedback on the show. We look forward to more uh, G3 podcasts coming up in the future. And remember, uh, Gaming's Greatest Generation is the one you guys are a part of. Bye.